the first time in more than two decades, we are getting updates for the Canadian Environmental Protection Act. You know, a lot has changed in 20 years, but critics are concerned that this act doesn't update enough to reflect what's going on in our world. For instance, take take the issue of genetically modified animals. Whether it's salmon or even a genetically modified fruit fly, Canada's facing a new reality out there, and our regulations aren't necessarily reflecting that. Well, joining us now to talk about this is Mark Butler, Senior Advisor at Nature Canada. Mark, thanks for joining us. Pleasure, and good morning from Nova Scotia. Oh, nice to have you here from Nova Scotia. It's actually mid-morning for you. Uh, Let's talk about these updates. Why are there so many concerns about what the Act doesn't include? Okay, so so this Act, uh, the Canadian Environmental Protection Act, uh, regulates all the toxic chemicals uh, that we use um, and that we want to uh, keep ourselves safe from and protect the environment, and it also regulates genetically engineered animals. And as you said in your uh, great introduction, uh, one of the first genetically engineered animals uh, to be available has been this uh, genetically engineered uh, salmon, and now there are proposals for other genetically engineered animals. The technology has developed uh, immensely in the last uh, 20 years when the, the act hasn't been updated, as you said, since uh, 1999. You know, back in 1999, we hadn't sequ- sequenced the human genome, uh, the gene-changing uh, uh, tool called uh, CRISPR hadn't been invented. So there's a huge need uh, to update the act. Uh, the act is really poor when it comes to engaging the public and, and getting their thoughts and it tends to uh, favor industry. So we've been pushing hard for changes to modernize the Act. Unfortunately, uh, the government uh, recently uh, rejected our changes. What kind of changes were you looking for? So, um, and it's not just us. Uh, the The Environment Committee of the House of Commons, which is a multi-party uh, committee, uh, reviewed the Act in 2017 and Uh, fully agreed with us that it needed to be modernized when it came to regulating genetically engineered animals. Uh, The level of public participation in the approval of of genetically engineered animals is almost nil. It's really, uh, it's not a transparent or accessible process. Also, um, uh, we uh, introduced this idea of need to, Let's ask some questions. Do we need this organism? Is it worth the risk? Uh, What we're really trying to do here is to protect nature. That's our main concern, that these genetically engineered animals could escape and breed with wild animals. And as we know, nature's in trouble. Uh, So let's not put an unneeded, uh, unnecessary risk on nature. You know, right now, it's uh, when I say salmon, I'm talking about a genetically engineered Atlantic salmon, but you're in B.C., and, of course, uh, salmon is a really important animal out there. The next genetically engineered animal uh, could be uh, a B.C. species of salmon, and right now the process for public input on that is extremely limited. It's actually voluntary in nature. And also uh, very little recognition that when it comes to species like salmon, uh, these are extremely important to Indigenous peoples, and uh, Indigenous peoples should be involved in any decision to alter the gene of a species like salmon. 
So if a company does decide to do this or researchers try to do this, what kind of guidelines are in place for them to move forward and just do that? So on the public, um, on the public uh, consultation side, very little. So, and actually we, we had inserted a language into the act or actually not we, uh, the Senate, because the, uh, the bill, this bill that is amending SEPA started in the Senate and, uh, Senators uh, made some amendments, including one around uh, a meaningful public participation. But unfortunately, the government, uh, with the support of conservative MPs, uh, removed that. And we find that quite startling. Like, really, why would you be against uh, um, meaningful uh, public participation? The other part of it is that the act right now is really weighted towards approval of chemicals or genetically engineered animals. The emphasis is really on us, uh, say, conservationists, to, to prove there's a risk. Um, I don't know if I should get into this, but they, right now they use a, a very simple equation to assess the, the risk of a genetically engineered animal or chemical. It's a hazard uh, times exposure, uh, which basically means even if the hazard is really high. If the company says, oh, there w- don't worry, there won't be any exposure, then the thing gets approved. But our concern, uh, be it uh, genetically engineered salmon or uh, other creatures, is that the longer these things are produced and in multiple facilities, the exposure, the risk of exposure and escape just goes up and eventually these animals will escape. Right. And I should mention that... Um, uh, this is not just, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? You know, this has actually happened um, uh, in Brazil uh, in 2022. Brazilian uh, scientists recorded the uh, first ever genetically engineered fish uh, breeding in the wild. So it's uh, so it, it has now happened, and we need to take measures now to prevent it from happening again. Mark, you know what this sounds like to me? It sounds like for we all, it always seems like we're behind when it comes to technology, right? The technology races ahead of us and we have trouble catching up. So even if we modernize this, are we not looking ahead to the next, say, 20 years? Well, exactly. I, and, you know, the, what the government has said to us is, don't worry, we'll get to this the next time we update the act. Uh, but who knows when that will be? And you're you're, you're very uh, right. Uh, yes, uh, legislation is always um, uh, trying to catch up with the technology. But there's a bunch of mechanisms that you can put in place uh, to reduce that. And one certainly is a good public consultation. Uh, others are to ask questions like, is this organism needed? For example, this genetically engineered salmon that is now being grown in PEI and was in, uh, by the way, in Canadian stores, but unlabeled. So if you ate uh, Atlantic salmon, uh, farmed Atlantic salmon, it's possible you could have ate a genetically engineered salmon and not know it. Um, But we can uh, can put measures in place to reduce uh, the downside risks of this technology and to ensure that there's adequate consideration. And right now, we don't have that. All right. Well, listen, thanks for talking to us about it this morning. Well, thanks for your interest.
That's Mark Butler, Senior Advisor at Nature Canada, raising concerns about the changes that are coming to the Canadian Environmental Protection Act. So Ottawa's in the process right now of updating this. First time in 22 years. But as you heard the concerns there, their updates, you know, critics feel don't go far enough. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.